Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Hey everyone, we're back from break. This is Zachy's Icon, and of course we're joined by the famous Bobby Bobby Lee. Lee. Yes, sir. Hope everyone enjoyed their break. Hope everyone enjoyed the song dedicated to Rudolph Hess. If you're sitting here and you're listening to this and you're able to, throw up a Roman salute for that man. Mm Mm-hmm. A true hero. A true, true hero. Yes, indeed. We should all I mean, even, to be such men. Yeah, I mean, even like, I mean, no matter what it comes down to with, like, uh, your politics or anything, but, I mean, Rudolph Hess was an example, like, <laughs> a man that should be exemplified through every every culture and every nation. Absolutely. Even broke dirt on the Audubon. No shit. I didn't even know that. Yeah. He broke dirt on a lot of projects. Nice. But, but yeah. So, how do you want to pick it up in the second hour? Uh, my talking point was going to be right wing versus left wing, genetics versus programming, how much of it has to do with both. And your talking point would be the subversion of the Judeo-Christian church. You want to yeah. go first? Yeah, sure. And real quick, are you talking about like the RK selection type theory? That's too big brain for me. I have no idea what the hell you're talking about. RK, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, we'll get into it when we move to yours. Uh, but yeah, we can talk first about the, the subversion of the, the church, uh, be it Protestant or Catholic. Uh there's a there's been a definite shift. I mean, this whole uh, thought of judo Christianity is very very relatively relatively new, uh, like seventies new. Um, don't quote me on that, but I mean it's it's very new. And uh, before this, I mean Christians have always understood that the Jew was their enemy, uh, especially when it came to culture and civilization. Uh, in the Talmud. They even say that they should work to banish the banish the name of Yahshua, Yahshua or Jesus, however you want to pronounce it, for anyone who might be CI that's listening. Uh, I know we have some Christian identity fans, um, but this has always been known. 
from from like the plague era up until now and uh i find it very interesting that the church has shifted not only to embrace uh the 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 jews but have also embraced sexual degeneration cultural marxism uh, let your enemy hit you as hard as you can and never fight back and just be a doormat when uh jesus said himself i mean and you can read it in the bible and i believe it's in acts he said i did not come you know i i i come with the sword he says he comes with the sword and uh, that every you know poor man should sell everything he has and have a staff and a sword uh christianity doesn't mean you have to be nice to people who want to kill you that's so that's what you've been brainwashed to thought to think christianity 10:34 Matthew 10:34 Think not that I came to bring peace to the world but a sword. Exactly. And that's Jesus what I'm trying Christ. to get to. Matthew, okay, I was confused with Acts or either Proverbs, but uh Jesus does not want you getting punched and just taking it. He does not. And uh he wants you out there spreading the gospel and spreading the truth. And this brings up another good point that I saw on uh, Facebook. People are talking about how it's so wrong for Christians to go out to, like, pride parades and things like that and tell these people that they're going to hell for living this lifestyle. How is it evil? I'll, I will tell you what is evil. For a Christian to support this kind of activity, if you're a Christian and you watch these people celebrate sin and celebrate their doom, that is evil. Jesus said to tell... He didn't, you don't have to judge them if you don't want to, but he said warn them of hell and tell them the only way to the Father was through him. You can tell these people you're going to, you're going to hell, and that's the truth. They will go to hell if they don't repent and change their lifestyle. But the church has been subverted, and you have been taught to think that if you even speak out against sin, if you even deny the celebration of sin, you're evil. Think about the 180 axis that has been to where you were supposed to tell people about the way to live and the way to Christ and the way to God, and it's flipped over to if you even tell people the way to Christ, the way to God, you're a bigot. You're a bigot. And that, that blows my mind. You have, If you're a Christian, you should be out every time they're doing this and telling them, you are going to hell. Don't say, I hate you. Don't say that. Say, you are going to hell. No one is perfect. No one is perfect, and we all sin. But there is a difference in the celebration of sin and asking of forgiveness of sin. Mm-hmm. And the church has turned into the celebration of sin. Yeah, I work in a uh, pretty much the D.C. metropolitan area on a daily basis, and I see every day in the belly of the beast and around it, the suburbs where our people no longer live. We used to live there 25 years ago, majority white. Now, the percentage of white people might be about 20% in the D.C. metropolitan area. Uh Obviously, it goes up as you get into the city, but they're all liberals and communists. 
the suburbs around the city are 80% non-white, 20% liberals, and they they turned into shitholes. And I see on all the churches, they have the rainbow flag in front of them, alongside, I'm shitting you not, folks, Black Lives Matter, and then all are welcome in about seven different languages. Folks out here in West Virginia have been blessed with without being subverted by these people so far. But it's going to come. If we don't put a stop to it and stand up, it's going to come. Because white flight, white flight has an in route. It definitely has an in route. There's going to be no place run eventually. They see us. We're the most least diverse state in the country. Don't think for a second the Somalian and uh, Syrian refugees don't have a big bullseye. The handlers of these people, the communist left. Gonna put them right here in our state, folks. Why? Because we're not allowed to live in peace with our own people on our own accord. They have plans for this state, and you better believe it. Uh, Barack Obama signed the Housing Act under the. It's a federal act that if any any area is at least eighty percent white. It has to get a housing project. <laughs> so yeah. say goodbye, say goodbye, say goodbye to your property value. Because there, if you live in a nice suburban neighborhood, which is and now it's federal law, a housing project has to be put in your zoning zoning area according to voting districts. So mm. whites are not whites are not allowed to live among whites, no matter how much money you make or how far you run or how many schools you transfer your kids to. It's coming. Diversity is coming. To, is coming to you. That enrichment you you just so have to have is coming to you, and and it won't stop until whites grow grow a backbone. It will not stop. Eventually, there will be nowhere else to run to. Because I'm pretty sure most of you urbanites who say you love diversity but move block by block by block to get away from it. Won't do pretty well when you're farming in Montana. You'll starve. Well, now get this: the uh, nice irony talking point is through gentrification. Southeast DC, if you're not familiar with it, is the ghetto of DC. Southeast DC is crime-ridden, poverty-ridden, the whole nine yards. Your token ghetto of the city, any city. They're all the same. Well, get this, folks. Now, through gentrification, they're moving in hipster doofuses with the glasses and the man buns and the whole nine yards, the skinny jeans, your Antifa type. Somehow these folks uh, are affording these half a million dollar Brooklyn brownstones, townhomes, etc. And they're displacing the blacks. 
who obviously can't afford these new wealthy uh, dwellings. Where do the blacks go? The blacks have to flee to the suburbs where there's cheaper housing. Hence why I had to leave my homeland of Southern Maryland because that's that they're just being displaced to other places. But yet that's not racist at all because it's the left doing it. What's up with that, Zach? Well, I mean, I think it's part of a greater plan. Agenda 21? Uh, yeah, to force these blacks. They want to force the... By using the wealthy whites, they move them into the poor blacks, force the poor blacks into the wealthy whites, and eventually it'll be some acceptors nowhere to go. And and it's actually kind of sad because, well, well, I mean, as a national socialist, I don't hate anyone. And I want the blacks to have their, their areas and their towns and their own businesses and their own representation. And they're getting fucked by this as well. And the the blacks, before they can even get a chance to better their neighborhoods, are being forced out of it and being pushed into an area where they can't even compete on the free market. I mean, I, I hate to be rude about it, but you cannot take your average black and your average white and expect the average black to compete within the free market against an average white. You can't do it. So all you're doing is pushing the black further and further into poverty and at the same time pushing the white into further and further and further and further small corners to where they actually have. So, I mean, on the reverse side, this will expose more whites to diversity, which will, of course, send them to our side. Uh, but at the, at, at the negative, it's going to make it to where it's going to get to the point to where it's only going to be solvable through conflict, which is sad. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, the, the, very the, sad. The, the Jew doesn't want... The Jew uses the black man as a pawn against the white man. The Jew has no respect for the black man. They don't want civil rights for the black man. They just want to take away rights from the white man, and they use the black to do that. And and they know farewell that, I mean, this is going to create conflict. And as long as we're fighting each other, no one's checking the Jew who's on top. Yeah. And and, and I hate that. I really hate that. I mean, I really want the best for all people. And, uh, I mean, it, 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 it strikes me. I know I've said this. I know I said this, I think, in the first podcast. But there's a reason anytime ethnic nationalists start working together, they end up either getting vilified or assassinated. Uh, there's a reason for that. Yeah. And all they're doing is pushing us further and further into conf- into conflict or to misogynation and mixing. Because the Jews' ultimate paradise is him ruling above a bunch of mongoloid races. And... I don't want I don't want blacks to lose their culture. I don't want whites to lose their culture. I don't want Asians to lose their culture. I don't want Hispanics to lose their culture. But no one is allowed to have a culture as long as the Jew survives. Well, I don't want to say that. Jesus, I went hard. I went I went like Stephen Crowder hard there. <laughs> as long as the Jew survives. But 
the the Jew will not allow anyone to have a separate culture because they're they're so threatened by it. Have you seen? Uh, I just recently uh, started watching a few uh, Cut Crowder shit um, because all I've heard about him was just like negative stuff, like he's a cuck. But I really enjoyed because I'm a fan of the Hodge twins. These are mulatto uh, twins, so yeah, I'm so racist. But I'm a big fan of the Hodge twins, and they were on uh, Ladder with Crowder's uh, Scrooge. Uh, taping, and they did great. It, it was hilarious. They, they were all, they only had like a two or three minute part, but it was hilarious, man. The bitch can't breathe. <laughs> it, Dude, that's, the, that's that's the beautiful thing with nationalism, man. I mean, because it, it's it's not about hate; it's about love. And I want it's about everybody having their own culture and their own homeland and their own identity. And the only problem is when. A uh, small international clique, as we would call it, <laughs> to heart yeah. back to the third, the heart back, start turning other identities against each other. Ruthless I mean, cosmopolitans. Cosmopolitans. There you <laughs> go. The 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 coastal elites. The I mean. I, it, 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 they're trying to force us into a corner, and they're using the church to do so. They're uh, trying to make white Christians believe they have to let in these people. And then once yeah. these people get in, once these people get in, you're going to be attacked, and you'll be destroyed. And uh, if 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 you're, I'm gonna ask somebody this right now, and I even asked my mom this, and she didn't reply. If you're older, like. 40s or 50s, and uh, you're even a liberal. If I would have came to you when you were 20 and told you what is happening right now, you wouldn't you wouldn't believe me. You would not believe me if I told you what was normal and celebrated today. Yeah, oh yeah. Just think the next 10 years. Yeah. I mean, and that's not even conservative. That's liberal. Liberals 20 years ago but not under, but not like I mean, you, liberals now. The liberals are the ones pushing for war against Syria. Like it's so like we're almost seeing like another flip flop of ideologies, but it's so controlled by the you know Jew hand that it's so mixed up that we don't know up or up or down. Oy vey! <laughs> <laughs> Do you want another six million to get gassed? <laughs> Hmm. <laughs> we got to hmm. stop Bashir al-Assad. Oh, shit. That's good, man. That's good. Yes, the Judeo-Christian term just should be like nails on the chalkboard to you. There's no such thing as the Judeo-Christian. This is simply the Jewish religion subverting the Christian religion. They killed yeah, the dude. Like- Come on, man. They killed him. And they still talk shit to this day that Sarah Silverman herself, the big-nosed heifer, said herself she'd want to do it again. Like saying, uh... She's a member of the tribe, Sarah Silverman. Uh, Silverman? get Get your radar up, folks. Yeah. 
She's a if it's got a if it's got a precious metal in the name, they're probably one of them. <laughs> gold and gold and silver. Holy shit, dude! I never put that shit together. I always wonder why. Like, anytime you think about rocks, rocks that go for high money, their name relates to it. These are the people selling rocks. Like, oh yeah, Goldie, these are these are these are worth so much money. They're so beautiful. Look at them. Like, look at it shine. That's incredible. <laughs> give me never... give me a thousand. Give me a thousand dollars for this rock. <laughs> oh my goodness! Jewelry, jewelry. <laughs> Selling rocks to the Gentiles. <laughs> yeah, wedding rings uh, really weren't a thing. Uh, their tentacles had uh, reached in the wedding industry, folks. We never did uh, the big. Uh, you gotta. They got a second mortgage on your home to get married bullshit before they subverted marriage. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. But, uh, I mean, I I feel like it's pretty well known that, like, I mean, for anybody that's probably listening, that Judeo-Christianity is is a ridiculous concept. I mean, you can't celebrate someone who was killed by someone and then celebrate them both. (laughs) It's it's a well, concept. Yeah, if they're listening to this podcast, they probably already know. And we're not, I guess, really trying to reach. I mean, we try to reach the normies the best we can, but we're all under the understanding that most people can't be reached. They're just um, pawns in the game. As Emily uh, Euclid said on a tweet earlier, and she was like, you just got to stop caring about these optics bullshit. The normies will never come. If you're familiar with history, it's been the same throughout history. During the American Revolution, only 3% of the population really wanted to get this thing off the ground, the revolution off the ground. And in the end, one-third of the colonists fought uh, under Washington, one-third fought under the crown, and one-third just sat back and didn't give a fuck. You're just not going to reach these people. They, You don't need them. Throughout history, revolutions and uh, dawning of a new age and era have been brought about by a small amount of the population. The rest of the people, the normies, they just want to eat shit and die. That's all they do. They, there's nothing more to them. They're just a waste of air. Like George Lincoln Rockwell said, I want the fanatics. Because the fanatics win revolutions. Literally, there's something in the human genome that allows people to sit back, not be worth a fuck, and just live and die. Unfortunately, that's the majority of the population. I can't wrap my head around it. You can't wrap your head around it. But I guess that's what makes us different. The great God has given us ears to hear. And there are so many people chosen to preach this, you know, preach this gossip. And uh, it, you, no revolution has been won with majority support. Uh, it's always the small radical fanatics that uh, eventually push the narrative. And our point is just to make it normal, because once you make it normal, most people won't come over until it's comfortable. Most people only do what's going to benefit them. 
and human history is changed by a very small handful of people. And if you're listening to this and you're in that handful, be proud of yourself. Be proud of yourself. Be proud that you're the Nathan Bedford Forrests. You're the Robert E. Lees. You're the Rudolf Hesses. You're the Adolf Hitlers. You know, you're the people that are going to change human history. Uh, who cares about the people who don't – that really don't give a shit either way? They don't get turned off by it. They don't get turned on by it. They don't care. There's only two ways to split it down, the people with you and the people actively against you. So stop caring about the people who really don't care as long as they can watch Monday Night Football and uh, buy chips and go to Burger King. Who cares? Who cares? They don't, they don't care, and they never will care. That's right. It's just something in the human genome that I'm not – thankfully, I don't have. You don't have. That's why we can't wrap our minds around how you can just post through life and not wanting to have a say in your children's or grandchildren's future. I don't I don't understand how you could just not give a fuck. Most people sorry only care. Yes, yeah, sorry sorry for the F. Shout out to Cantwell. <laughs> if any podcaster was saying sorry for the F before it was it was Cantwell. But uh <laughs> I mean it, it it's just human nature, I guess. I mean most people most people are sheep and uh most people are gonna do what gets them comfortable. And like I said, revolutions are won by a handful of people and then the majority come over and act like they were a part of it from the beginning. But from our events from our rallies, from our actions, from our flash demos, from our podcasts, and up to the modern day of our message boards. We know who is here. We know who is here. And uh, we don't need anyone else. And, and in all reality, we have enough people to do this already. It just takes all of us getting active. That's all it takes. If everyone Dude. who believed this way got active, we would win. Right away. Dude, that is a nice segue to, um, during our break, I was listening to uh, Bo Cephas's A Country Boy Can Survive. And when I was first uh, getting into the movement, as I told the story, I was uh, at first just a Confederate, rainbow Confederate, wasn't racist or anything like that. Still not racist, but you know what I mean. Um, Racial realist. Right. And uh, so I'd watch a lot of Hank Williams Jr. Confederacy all day, every day. And uh, that would help me uh, continue on just knowing that I wasn't alone. But uh, I realized once it came down to National Socialism versus uh, the people of the South, uh, for some reason the Southerners... um, understood that Washington, D.C. lied about uh, the history of the South and the war. But all of a sudden, when it came to World War One and World War Two, they believed it hook, line, and sinker. And I was, you know, I was disappointed to find that out. But more and more Southerners are waking up to what really happened, and they're embracing National Socialism and our narrative of the truth of World War Two and one. And, I mean, um, look at the look at the radical transformation of the League of the South. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, they're 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 full blown. You know, you can't accomplish this unless you name the Jew. Like they that that's a, a huge step forward. Huge. Yes. Yes, absolutely. I mean, I mean if I was gonna if I was gonna uh, advocate for any group, um, I think we have two. I think we have two great leaders right now. And uh, the alt right, balk right, whatever you want to call it, and I think we have Doctor Michael Hill for League of the South, which is an amazing guy. Uh, I mean, brilliant guy. You wa- you watch a, a speech of his, and no matter how smart you are, you're going to hear words, and you're just like, "Wow, I'm stupid as shit." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then uh, him, and definitely Billy Roper. I mean, Billy Roper is amazing. Uh, studied under William Pierce. Uh, he ter- he coined the term Balkrite, which is what I think we should be moving towards because I think that's the 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 really only realistic way to advance. I mean, there's there, we're not going to take all of North America, and neither should we want to, because it's way too big. Uh, we should break down into regions because the southern people are different from the northern people, the western people are different from the eastern people. And no matter what you want to think or not, like blacks have had a hand in building this country, and they have they have to get something. They have to. And uh, I mean, it's it's very minute in the greater thing, you know, greater scale things. But they have they have they died in wars and they toiled, so they they have to get something. I I would wish that they would cho- choose to go back to Africa with a payout of reparations. But I mean, if it doesn't come yeah. down to that. Hey, Abraham Lincoln um, promised to send them all back, and he's got a, a head on Mount Rushmore. Here we are, gonna we are gonna give him some room. Think we'll get a think we can get any heads on Mount Rushmore, brother? Who's uh, who's carving it there, Gentile? <laughs> who's carving the heads? Oh boy! Oh, but, uh, gotta love that. But I mean, I mean, they. I mean, I would have no problem giving them a land of space. I wouldn't. I mean, fuck it. I'm sorry for the F. But I mean, give give the Hispanics, you know, certain parts of the 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 Southwest. Uh, give the blacks where they are highly concentrated, you know, and what they want. Uh, who cares? North America is too big. We don't need all this. Who cares? Who cares? Forget this whole. Let's take back America and make America great again. America was never great. No, it was I mean, never great. Well, it was never, ever great, dude. We had a civil war, and it wasn't civil. I'm sorry. I'm going to have to... The, the, uh, war, the, war of, the war of northern aggression. Southern independence. I'm going to have to spurg out on this one a little bit, brother. This is near and dear to my heart. It wasn't a civil war, folks, because the civil war is too... Governing uh, or two bodies fighting over the same governing faction, and that wasn't the case. The South wanted their own government. They had their own government. Therefore, it wasn't a civil war at all because the South didn't want to have anything to do with Washington, nor did they want to govern the North. So there was no civil war. Uh, That's another thing. Once again, the victors write the history. It wasn't a civil war. The definition of a civil war is two bodies fighting over the same faction in government. We obviously all know that wasn't the case. But yet, 
if you ask anybody in the country what was the Civil War, they will tell you it was the South versus the North. We've been brainwashed. We've been hit hard. We've been reconstructed, folks. Yeah, the the South wanted nothing to do with the North. They didn't want to come in and force their culture and force their rules upon the North, which would be a civil war, like Bobby Lee said. Had nothing to do with that. They just wanted to be like, hey, to hell with this. I'm out. Here's your this, line. Here's the people that support what, us. This wasn't what we left the the British for. It's not what we fought for. But yet, if you know your history, if you don't, I'm going to enlighten you real quick. There was this strife between the Federalists and Anti-Federalists, which turned into the North versus the South, not in that particular order necessarily. And that goes back to what, like Jefferson? From the founding uh, of this country. Yeah, could not Je- Jefferson. We had, we had the Bill of Rights, uh, or, or before the Bill of Rights was the Articles and Confederation, which I'm far more in favor for. Um, but yet the liberals wanted uh, certain things, so we had to cuck. We were cucking all the way back then, folks. We had to cuck and come up with the Bill of Fucking Rights. The left-right divide paradigm has been going on since this country was founded and since the dawn of time. I think that's a great way to segue into the genetics of it. It sure is. Right wing versus left wing. You wanna you wanna start, or you want my opinion on it? I'll start because uh, I was speaking about the RK selection theory. Okay, uh, how so you spell that? I'm gonna write it down. R slash K selection theory. All right. So what it so what it states is like in animals. Take, for example, rabbits and wolves. One of them cares for their youth and teaches their kids and invests in the future. The other breeds and just breeds and breeds. Instead of investing in the future, they breed at large and leave. The other breeds small and invests. And this is a genetic. And they believe this is a a line between conservative and liberal. Conservatives breed small and invest. Liberals breed far and leave. So you have one that... Can you say that again? Small... I think you really need to hit on that. Okay, so like, imagine this. You have one group of people that have a small amount of kids, and they invest in them, and they build them. Mm-hmm. The other group the other group has many kids and takes takes their chances at one of them being great. Mm. So so it's so it's the genetics of a it's the genetic it's the genetics of instilling values, instilling lessons and instead of like just casting your seed far and wide and and just hoping that one of them makes it you cast your seed small 
and teach them to make it. It's uh, it, it's pretty much uh, you know, uh, what's the best way to say it? We can compare it to like time preference. We can call it time preference. Mm-hmm. So if you plan for the future, you're gonna work with what you can manage. If you don't, you're just gonna spread like crazy and just say, well, one of them's gotta make it because it's 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 the lotto's chance. That's perfect, dude. I like that a lot, and I agree with it 100%. I mean, and that's the difference between a lot of animals. I mean, like, look at, like, I mean, the prime example, like, when it comes down to studies, is rabbits and wolves. And uh, one of them raises their young and teaches their young and uh, wants their young to survive. The other just has as many young as they can and hope that one survives. Well, you can you can see the correlation between us and our low birth rate as a people versus the other exactly people. exactly we plan for more have smaller families teach them instill values it didn't always used them. to be like that though we used to have big families but something changed and I think if you've been following and listening to us enough you know what changed we've been subverted. Exactly. We've been told not to worry about it, don't do it, save your money, have fun. And I think that's like the the greatness of the white race, that we were able to spread our seed. But even though we spread our seed, it was with one person. It wasn't among many women. You know what I mean? It was still monogamous. And uh, the white race seemed to find the best of all things and combine it down to one. We took from both sides and made it one and it truly worked and that goes back to national socialism it's the best of both and it works national socialism mm-hmm. is nature national socialism is nature the white race per- perfected nature and i think that's why um our main enemy you know jew hates us and on the nature talking point they were the first modern society to enact uh animal abuse laws National Socialism. For all you people that think Hitler was such an evil maniac, they were the first country to have animal abuse laws. Hitler if you was don't a know, vegan. If you, if you don't know what the uh, U on your package stands for, it means your meat is kosher. In order for a meat to be kosher, go ahead and try to look up uh, how they kill the cow. It is disgusting. Yeah, Have I mean, you only seen white that? people. Yeah, Have oh yeah, seen like the, I've seen the I've seen the uh, Orthodox uh, rabbi way, like the Jewish way, and then the halal way from the Arabs. No, only white people give two shits about animals. People, only white people. That's right. Arabs and Jews slaughter them mercilessly, and uh, Asians even. I mean, I'm, I don't have many gripes with Asians, but even they. I mean, they skin animals while they're still alive. Uh, I might give uh, give some kudos to our Hispanics. Uh, I'm not sure. I think they actually, because most of them are Catholic. I think they yeah. actually uh, are humane in, in that manner. Yeah, I mean, if uh, uh, if I had to, if I had to pick, if I had my ideal, they're like, hey, you can't have an ethno state, but 
you can have like majority. They're like, but you got to pick some other people to live there. Hands down, I'd be like Asians, Hispanics. Okay. <laughs> yeah, well, it'd definitely be the Asians. Hispanics yeah. can be all right as long as uh, they, they don't overrun us. That's, that's all. Yeah, oh, yeah, as long as we kept the majority. As long as we kept the majority. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, it, 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 anytime someone talks about how, like, evil the Nazis were, I'm like, well, do you like animals? Yeah. Okay, well, the Nazis were the first people to write animal abuse laws. They're like, no way. Yeah, yeah, they sure were. <laughs> Yeah, they were burning them. They were burning them cripples on the roller coasters of death. <laughs> Making soap out of people. <laughs> Lampshade. Lampshade. Yeah, there you go. But, that was all proven to be false. Yeah, but you never hear about the the proof of when it comes out to be bullshit. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Don't want to don't want to call out your media overlords, the coastal elite that said it. But no, sir. I mean, what, what was uh what was your talking point on the genetics? Right wing, and, right wing versus left wing. How much of it is genetics and how much of it is programming? Since I've been red pilled and I've come up with this theory about two years ago, I've been in the movement for five, maybe six. I firmly believe it's majority genetics. You can spot a liberal from a mile away. Do you think that these people under certain circumstances or different circumstances would be you or me? Would they look like you or me? No, I don't believe so. I think you just have alpha males from the dawn of time and beta males from the dawn of time. And it's just turned into right-wing males versus left-wing males. I do think programming plays a part. For instance, I wish I had a brother because if I had a brother and not a sister, I would be able to, well, if I did, then I wouldn't be able to compare having a sister. But I turned out one way. My sister turned out the uh, complete opposite. She's she's not a cat lady. She's doing her thing. Um, but she doesn't see eye to eye with me on any of this. I don't think you can use women because women are just more caring. They're, they're, more they're absolutely lo- right. They're absolutely more uh, emotional destined, based. destined to be leftist. Um, yeah without alpha male dominance like we did have in the 1950s. Everyone talks about, oh, the 1950s, the 1950s. Well, that's how it's supposed to be. The 1950s is natural. That is actual, true national socialism as far as the gender roles go. Women are meant to be caring and loving. It's just once you give them a hand in your politics, it... They 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 open it up to without a man saying no. This is only going to happen for us. They want to open it up to everybody. And I mean, I and the worst thing for society 
And the worst thing for women women as a whole was allowing them to vote and come into the labor force. Yeah, because, um, you know, you convinced them that they wanted to work. In reality, they didn't want to work. Their, their natural call to order on this earth is to be a mother. Yep. I dated women who had a strong desire unfortunately, to have kids out of wedlock because their desire to be a mother was so strong, they didn't give a fuck, star for the F, about having the wholesome family part of it. They just had to be a mother. Yeah, that's why women always, like, date a girl and, like, uh, she's not a mom. All she'll do is, like, look at pictures on Instagram and stuff of, like, cute baby pictures and all this stuff. Like, that's all they, that's really all they want. That is all they want. And they've just been told that they should, not that they should want more, that they deserve more. And women who reach their 30s and don't have a kid, a woman could be in her 30s and have a high-paying job but no kids. She's going to be miserable. But you find you find a 20-year-old who has a couple kids and is just living at home being a housewife, she's happy. She's happy. She's happy as shit because that's what women naturally want. And no matter how much programming or how much you're told to think this way, nothing will stop your actual DNA thoughts. Nothing will stop it. All women just want to be a mom. And that once they reach, there's nothing else that compares to it. A man will never feel prouder than when he's providing for a family. A woman will never feel prouder once she's raising kids. And I can tell you from experience, folks, uh, with my dating woes in my early 20s, because I was raised, uh, my parents got divorced when I was 10 years old, and I was raised by my mom. I didn't care about my stepdad, didn't listen to anything he said, and he definitely never tried to tell me what women want. So I grew up in the uh, with my mom and sister thinking women wanted the Disney princess fairy tale, and I was Mr. Nice Guy for a long time, and I struck out. And I kept striking out. I was batting zero for a couple years. Zero. Striking out. Couldn't hit a ball. It wasn't until I found um, what women really want, and it's called the law of attraction. And what women say they want and what they really want are two different things. They might think they want to work and be equals. They don't want that. They want a man to dominate them, and they need a man to dominate them. Now, I'm not talking about throwing her out the window and roughing her up every night. I'm just telling her, you got to tell her what you want, and she will follow. She might put up a shit test here and there. You just need to keep and hold a strong hand, folks. Because that's, here's the, my thing. Law. that's the law of nature. Uh, here's my thing. You can, uh, and everybody always says, like, oh, well, how do you find a national socialist girl? You know, things like this. I'm like, you don't need to find one. First of all, we don't need women in our political movement. We it doesn't matter. I mean, if there I mean there are and there's a plenty of great ones and that's awesome. But we don't need them. We don't I mean, we don't they they voted us into this shit storm. All you have to do you find a, a normal woman, even if she's apolitical, apolitical or right wing. Right wing like just normally. I mean, this, I don't know how this would work with a, a far-out leftist. I mean, maybe, like, they like some kind of rape Nazi fantasy. 
you take some you take a normal a normal young girl apolitical because most women don't give two shits about politics and as long as you make money and pay the bills and do your job as a man they they will follow you they will follow you they will listen to you like i remember like when the like the last presidential election like my fiance, she doesn't vote. She doesn't give two shits about politics. And when I went to the polling station, there was a bunch of these old cat ladies trying to sign women up to vote. And they tried to give her a thing. And she was like, I don't vote. And they were like, well, don't you want your voice to be heard? And uh, she was like, I vote how he tells me to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, you got a license for that. You got a license for that, Walt. <laughs> Like they, they were like these are like sixty year old women with no wedding bands, like just frizzy, fucked up hair. Sorry for the f. And they were shocked by that. And she just walked in with me. She's like, and that's what she said. She told him. She said, I don't know enough to decide. She said he knows enough to tell me what's good. She said he pays attention. He knows. He knows. So I trust him. You take Dang. a woman, and you you do your job. Pay the bills, pay the rent, pay the mortgage, buy groceries, work. Don't be don't be shitty. Work, and they they will they will listen. They will listen. They will listen. They just will naturally do it because they naturally want to. Mm-hmm. I mean, and any woman could hear this and be like, "Oh, well, that's bullshit. That's bullshit." I want to lead my household. No, you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. You want to have kids. And play with them, and take them to the park, and do things. And I know that. And and the fact that I know that makes you so angry if you disagree with what we're saying, because you know it's true too. <laughs> like, yeah. And I mean, it, oh man, it was so great. Like just to see these cat ladies like have like a young woman like look them in the face in the age of all this degeneracy and be like, I vote how my man tells me to. <laughs> like, I die. <laughs> I died because <laughs> they had their yeah. little Hillary Clinton stickers. <laughs> wow, it was amazing. Like she, she doesn't give two shits, man. Like the way she, what she says is, she's like, I lead us, I give us a good house, and I lead a good house, and she thinks that I'm not going to lead us wrong. She, she thinks that I wouldn't lead our family wrong. So she might think I'm a little too radical on things, but. She also says that, like, uh, women aren't the ones going to fight on the battleground, so be as radical as you want because she's not the one that's going to have to fight for it. She's like, I don't know. Be as, to her, be as radical as you're willing to fight for, and she'll trust yeah. you. Yeah, that's awesome, dude. Um, yeah. You don't, what's don't your opinion? Shit. What is your opinion, like, for instance, you have your trailer parks, your low-income people of Appalachia, and without a doubt, they're probably flying Confederate flags, and they're probably going to be on our side. And then on the other hand, you have your soy boys with the skinny jeans, and they're all urbanites coming from wealthy families who these they go to college and had the liberal arts degree, and then they join Antifa, and they still don't work. They still live with their parents. So my theory on that it's genetically based can't be 100% true 
a lot of it must have to do with your upbringing. Or, or is it, or could it all be genetic in the fact that we just, our people are no longer in the cities and always have been rural, rural whites? I think it's all genetics, and here's where I will find the flaw with your idea. So, yes, the peop- the kids who grow up with money and uh, are more, you know, shown more, they're growing up within the establishment. And uh, they're taught to not question the narrative. So they just follow in line. They're just doing what they think they need to do. Because all the establishments that these, you know, kids with money go to are controlled by Jews. All of them. Colleges, like the the really upscale higher education law schools and you know, uh, what you would call like your top schools are, control, are, are controlled by Jews. So they're being brainwashed this. But we have, this is what the great thing about the alt-right is. I mean, you can call Richard Spencer what you want and say whatever you want, but Richard Spencer has proven that when you preach this message to white-collar kids, white-collar white kids, that they like it and they love it. I mean, it's, it's, it's genetics, and every white male is, is a nationalist. He's just got to break that spell, and every kid that is now in the alt-right, for every man or young male that is now in the alt-right that has grown up with money, the only reason they're in this is because they have found an alternate voice. These these people are so used to growing up in just a one-voice narrative. They're going to to private schools. They're going to highly, highly uh, costly universities. So they're only getting one narrative, and they think that this is the narrative I have to listen to this is a narrative I have to preach to get to here to get to here. So, and they're not even really believing it. I mean, that's why you see all the bullshit about like the fraternities getting in all these trouble with like boys being boys, because they don't believe it. They're just doing what they think they have to do. Mm-hmm. The white man, the white man is naturally nationalist and conservative. And now that we have an like uh, an aristocratic uh, Richard Spencer type. Um, and Jared Taylor coming in with like the the whole white male. We're seeing mm-hmm. these kids come up. We're seeing these kids come over because they're actually realizing that like they're not alone. I mean, the, the skinhead movement and the National Socialist movement and all these things have all been tied to like uh, working class politics, and we've we've neglected the the white collar kids. I mean, we might have a disdain that goes like I mean a normal healthy disdain that's like between like the rural white in the urbanite, and who can compete, who can do better, let's bullshit and bans each other, which is fine. But our movement, up until, like, 2016, has excluded those people openly. Mm, and, yeah. now, and, and now, like, with these types coming in and talking to them, I mean, the greatest, the greatest expansion of our movement has been the white-collar kids. And who cares? That's, that's helped us tremendously. Yeah, identity and, uh, Europa. Yeah, I mean, dude, I think, I mean, I personally, I mean, I'm I'm a blue collar working class guy, but I yeah, I'm a, li- like, I'm a little bit more edgy than those boys, but uh, more power to them. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I think that they have the best winning op. I mean, I'm not an optics cuck, but I would rather choose their optics over a lot of 1.0 type shit. 
Absolutely. Uh, so I mean, uh, I but, think but like I think said, it's genetic. The, these people are white working class uh, goys, without a doubt. I just I think it's natural. I think white men are natural leaders, natural authoritarians, uh, natural explorers, natural warriors, natural artists. And um, once you he- once you hear someone there saying that it's okay to think this way, I mean, because poor and rich white men were the same up until all this fucking civil rights bullshit. Sorry for the F. We were the same. Yeah. We lived the same way. We embraced the same ideas. And it's just so been much, here recently. How much do you think programming, if any, uh, plays a part in it? Because it, I... I would think it has to. I think it's very small. Know. Very small. Well, I think it's. I think it's very small. I think it's very small. If so, uh, well, then no, no, that's wrong. In- very large. Very large. I'm sorry. Very large. Very large. I think all white men are natural, authoritative, national socialist, fascist, whatever you want to call it. And I think programming overrides that, and that's why we see that more in the upper class, upper crust realms of society that become righteous Gentiles, and then you have the middle class and poorer classes pushing this movement to the forefront uh, for so many years until now, because they the, the upper class didn't have a voice. So I think it's all, I think all white men, all white men are authoritative, and like I said, national socialists, and uh, it's programming that's overriding that. So we have the genetics because we can agree the Antifa is the genetics because these people may be soy boys, but they're on the front line. So they have enough gumption in them to actually stand up and fight for something, which is what soy boys as a definition won't do. So I think, I'll, I'll, say, I'll say this about the Antifa, like Antifa white boys. I think it's a funnel. I think a lot of them, because they come from all classes. And uh, I think I think the majority of them, the majority of white boys who sign on to things like Antifa and feminism and things like this, they're looking for pussy. The majority of them are looking for pussy. They don't care about, they really don't care about the ideas. They're looking to get laid. It's the natural mm. male, and, and it's just been switched. Instead of going out and being an alpha and and, you know, making the woman come to you, they're going to the woman. Most guys in college sign up for a, a woman's studies because they want to fuck the women in there. Sorry for mm. that. That is the reality. That is the reality. No, like, unless you're queer, no man really cares about women politics or women ideas on politics. I mean, mm. I, I, think it's a, I think it's a slippery slope. I think all white men are born natural, authoritative, fascist, national socialist. They grew up in different backgrounds and either go farther to the right or get brought into farther in the left because of money and going into institutions that are ran by their cultural enemy. And then they go into scenes that they think will get them laid and it pushes them farther to the left. And and they just buy that idea. No white man is born a liberal. He's not. He's not. 
Look at our look at our history. We we slaughter and conquer, not bow and and give in. Nowhere in white human history have we done that. Nowhere. I've got to play devil's devil's advocate on this one, man. Um, like I said, you can spot them from a mile away. I don't think the programming really can give these people any any bigger of muscles. Uh, I don't think they're capable of being alpha males like you and I. Well, look uh, at the culture they've they've grown up in. Like, uh, I mean, you got to separate culture. I mean, like dude, in the nineteen fifties, and... look at the communists. Than the Bolshevik Revolution, they were they manly. Look, they they, they look, were manly. No, most of them looked like your token soy boy. Well, I'm talking about the image. I'm talking about the image of the Soviet Union was masculine. They had a nice thing going, but it, after Stalin uh, lost power, they turned into like some soy boys, and then it collapsed. Uh, or at least over here, like if if you're familiar with your modern day, or you know, 20 years ago, the Communist Party in America, they were completely, they looked exactly like Antifa, only they had different uniforms. I really, I really just think it's kids who have grown up with money, uh, who have been brainwashed into thinking a certain way. I don't think any white male. Is uh, I think if you take if you were to take every white male and let them grow up free of uh persuasion and uh lessons like when well, not even lessons but uh just let them grow naturally and free, they would be extremely conservative. Think about this though, man. The Antifa who tried to stop the brown shirts before the rise of the Third Reich. You think they actually joined the NSDAP? I'm telling you right now, hell no, dude. They went underground and they they tried to subvert it. They went over wherever they and, and they fought with the French. They but who with the who Russians. were they? Who were they? Who were they? They weren't Most white. Of, well, uh, now it's the same thing we're dealing with now. Most of them were, dude. They were just some brainwashed programming. But but National Socialist Germany won like ninety eight percent of the working class vote. Oh, but they had many many people die in the streets due to street fighting to, to to make that happen. But you're also looking at like a huge power vacuum. Yeah. Uh, I think that unen- unencumbered, unencumbered, without a Jewish hand. White men are naturally conservative, and we yeah, have I think, thousands I think we could upon thousands yeah. of years to prove that. Yeah, I think we can absolutely uh, turn these soy boys into at least decent um, working class national socialists if we can get them from cradle to grave. But if if, they, if we have to uh, deal with uh, the indoctrination stations known as universities and public schools. We're not going to reach these people in our lifetime. No, no. Here's here's what I think is the only plausible way. There's going to be a balkanization to a revolution. Mm. People will split. 
and we will form our own university, you know, our own nations. I think what's going on right now, it's lost. It's lost. We have to start from scratch. There's no, there's not enough time to take over the universities and the institutions to turn these soy boys and beta males into alphas and reunite them with, you know, the, the, the nationalism inside them. That's, there's no way. There's no way. But I think if you have a white ethnostate, no white male growing up in a, in a clean white ethnostate would be liberal. I think you'll have a few, but I, I I do believe it would be a lesser amount than what we have now, absolutely. I think as long as, and you can't kill an ideal, can't kill an ideal. So as long as there's one person out there with the point of view, you're still going to have problems. Um because we talk about internet censorship, we don't want ourselves to be censored, but in a way, we need their ideas to be censored. So it's catch twenty two. And don't think for a second that they we're being censored right now. We don't have any platforms to get on. We're getting kicked off all of them. Um, so I would like to do that. And under National Socialist Germany, that's what they did as well. Don't think for a second, once Hitler gained power, the Antifa were allowed to march in the streets. It doesn't work that and they, way. And they shouldn't be that way. I mean, there's a difference. I was talking to my fiance about this earlier. Uh, think of the con- the idea of freedom. Think, like, if you're listening, think about what freedom means to you. Having your home, going about your life, not bothering anybody. Okay. So under National Socialism, none of that changed. The only people who lost freedom under National Socialism were the people promoting poison, the people pushing pornography, the people pushing prostitution, the people pushing homosexuality. If you're a normal person, like most of us are, you don't lose anything under an authoritative fascist society. You, they didn't lose anything. Nope. If you're if you're a normal person, life will not change for you. The only people that have to be afraid of national socialism are the people who are who are guilty of sedition, the people who want to interfere with with the building of the nation. Then they they shouldn't have that freedom. You have freedom, but there's a thing even in my constitution that talks about sedition. So I mean, we have got we have we 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 view we view freedom so far in the abstract beyond what it was ever meant to be, beyond what it was ever meant to be. Yeah, like, it wasn't I mean, freedom and, to do anything you wanted. Jeez. Exactly. Shit. It was originally originally the freedom of the Constitution was the freedom to believe in whatever you wanted to believe in at your house. That's it. That's it. The freedom to worship whatever. God you wanted to worship at your house. And when they wrote it, it was between the Church of England, the Catholic Church, and the shit, what were they like, the, not Amish, but like the... the Mennonite. Mennonite, whatever. And Mennonite isn't right either, but like the 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 crazy, fanatical, whatever. Like, that's all it was about. The Mormons. No, not even Mormons. No, it was before that. Uh, 
don't know. Damn. Uh, where the, the word Jews. prude comes the from? The Jews. <laughs> no, <laughs> definitely not them. Definitely not them. But freedom was not meant to cut off your dick and walk through the street and say you hate the, you hate everyone and want to destroy everything. That's not what the, the Constitution pil- the was pilgrims. about. The the pil- yeah, it was the pilgrims or whatever the whatever the original pilgrims believed in. I, I forget. Uh, they had a certain rel- Satanism. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, oh man! No. <laughs> but we 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 view we view uh, Puritan shit. There it was. Puritan. There you go. The yeah. Puritan. I was close. The Puritan. The Puritan. The Puritan. That's all the that's all the original Constitution talks about was like the right to be a Puritan, not even to be liberal, but to be a fucking hard ass. Sorry for the F. But mm-hmm. and now we're like freedom means. Then I can push my dick up against the shop wall and have a kid look at it, and I can say that I'm proud and take it up the butt. No. <laughs> no. No. No normal person. No normal person loses any freedom under national socialism. Oh like, man, that was oh shit. Take it up the butt. On on a march in the pride parade and show a little kid my junk and do a fan. Nice segue, real quick to, um, I think twenty eight national baseball or MLB, uh, major league baseball. Uh huh. Twenty eight out of however many teams, it's probably only thirty five tops or something like that, are going to have a gay pride day at their ballpark, dude. Because that's what baseball needs, faggotry. <laughs> yeah, because America, or baseball is, uh, is American as apple pie, and now we're just going to add gay shit to it. Because <laughs> that's, that's the kind of people that love baseball. That's that's the crowd watching baseball. <laughs> yeah, well, it's all going to go. The bread and circus, we need to get rid of it. I know we live in West Virginia. I'm weaning myself off of sports ball. I love West Virginia football ever since I moved here because I was, like, part of joining the state, and I still yeah. watch it. And I'm a big Capitals fan because they won the, the – well, not because they won. Just I've been gay. a fan. Gay, before. gay. I'm a Penguins fan. Dude, they're, I hate the Penguins. You're gay. Um, <laughs> yeah, but that's a big rivalry up until now because uh, you always beat us. And you always won, and we always lost, but we're the better team. But Ovechkin, Ovechkin, uh, the the Capitals were the best team in the NHL this year. I'm not yeah. mad about them winning. They they yeah, no, it was it was a great story. But I'm weaning myself off this stuff, folks, because this is all just here for your entertainment, so you don't speak out on what actually matters. Exactly. So I canceled my cable service. And I no longer can watch the cable network. So if it's on, if it's not on like the antenna, I don't get it. And I just watch YouTube videos because I'm still trying to wean myself off. I've been addicted. I used to be a huge sports fan, but I realized Same. once you get red pilled, 
It's just a sideshow to divert you from what really matters. You want to be Talmudic part. vision. You want vision. You want to be part of something greater than yourself. So you go to sports to do that. You don't need to go to sports to do that. You need to go to politics to do that and shape your country and your children's future. Exactly. Stop caring about some teams that have nothing that don't even know you and don't even, and don't have no real say. Get behind the team that your life depends on. Mhm. I mean, I'm a huge hockey fan. I mean, I even have tattoos of the Penguins on me. Huge. Oh hockey my fan. god, dude. We're going to get in a fight on the way down to the conference. <laughs> yeah, we got a we got a 12-hour drive with a Penguins fan and a a Capitals fan down to Alabama. <laughs> I mean, but, but wing yourself off of that. I mean, because it, it's it's a faux sense of it's a faux sense of uh, belonging. Yeah, I'm gonna scrub brush his tattoo off. We're gonna wean this. We're gonna wean him off of that shit, guys. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Oh man, you about to? Hour. You ready to wrap up the second hour? Yeah, you want to tell the goys what uh, we're going to end with as far as the song goes? We're going to oh, end with... speaking of the song, sorry, sorry. I think Go I, ahead. I got off on a rant earlier, but I, I told you during the break, I was watching, listening to on YouTube, uh, Country Boy Can Survive on, on Bocephus, and... Uh, and then we got off on a tangent, and I never got to say why I, I mentioned that. If you go to the Country Boy Can Survive on YouTube, the Confederate flag from the Mississippi Brigade on there, all the comments are talking about the Second Civil War. People, even though they may not be worked to a National Socialism, the left versus the right, our people are very awake and realizing that this shit is coming. Exactly. Whether you like it or not, it's coming. If I can go on just a Hank Williams Jr. with a Confederate flag and every single post and comment is talking about the Second Civil War, it's coming, folks. You better prepare yourself. Exactly. exactly. And with that, we'll end on... Country boy can survive. Ooh, yeah! That's right. Thank you for listening. This is Woke West Virginia. And now that we've woke you from your sleep, get some sleep. And we will end on this song. And thanks for listening. And as always, hell victory, hell our people. Hell victory.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.